Do you skim it or do you fully read every oh, I page? I read every word, baby. Man, I, feel I like am just a the slow other, the reader. The other books I've read, I've skimmed more, um, like the other two originals for the comparisons, because yeah. they're similar. Like, I feel like we would read it and it'd be like, oh, it looks like they turned, you know, they broke this one chapter into two chapters, but really the same thing happened. This book is a completely different everything. For, yeah. I mean, the similarity so far is that there is counterfeiting that happened at a train station, yeah. and a boy fell into a mill race, and they, <laughs> and they get a boat. And other than that, everything is different, uh, yep. which is, I it think, is why insane. We, this is taking us so many chapters to get through, or, or so many uh, comparison episodes to cover this much book, because it's just so much book. It really is. That's that is a fair critique. I was thinking that when reading it, actually, of Jesus, it's like a whole different book. Like I don't even know how they came up with the book based off this source material. Yeah, that, I, I thought it would it's be really wild. interesting to interview somebody who who is involved in either you know creating the new outline or rewriting the book based on that outline, because it's like yeah. why bother keeping it this like. I'll tell you what. Why didn't they just write a new book, change the names, and not call it The Secret of the Old Mill? Like, let these original books die and, yeah. and start with book 59. Let the, let the original 58 stand. But alas. That is, that is actually a really good question. You know what we can do? What's the what new, can we uh, do, David? What's the new publisher called? They're like Dunsip and... Uh, Grosset and Dunlop, I believe. Oh yeah, Grossman and Dunlops. I think I think the chances Grossman of us getting sponsored by Grossman and Dunlop are uh, slipping away <laughs> with out each the episode. <laughs> You're not wrong. Well, I'm curious if they have a contact page on their website, and if they do, we do should write to them. I mean, they should. They're a book publishing company. Oh, they're part of uh, Penguin, which is Random House. Yeah. Okay. Creates high quality books. I don't know if I. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if you're really creating high quality books. I mean, if if Jemmy is, what was it like the the <laughs> the core of innovation? Oh I, God! I don't yeah. think it's unreasonable. Innovation starts here, says Jemmy. Uh, Classic. I think always. I think we can say that there's amazing, boom, uh, books by Penguin. Contact. I got contact info. Well, you go ahead and reach out to them. I'm gonna close this Jemmy website before I go down another rabbit hole. You don't want to get down that rabbit hole. I hear you on that. Media uh, queries. All media and queries. That might be it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Let see, us know how see, it goes. Stay tuned. Yeah. Get our first. Uh, would that be our first? No, we've had a guest. We've had Brett Hoy. Yeah, we've had Brett Hoy, and uh, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, and that, oh, a, oh, no, a no, special no. guest, your dad and my dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Long time listener. Long time listener. Biggest supporter too. Last thing before we get into the chapters. Uh, and, and we yeah. will return to this at the end of the episode. But you and I talked about, uh, and I began moving forward with plans for 
a live streaming variety show oh, yeah, to baby. celebrate the end of season three. Um, seeing as we did not get to do, uh, we were going to have in April that end of uh, end of season live show at uh, the Gaslight. Yeah. And unfortunately, due to the pandemic, we had to cancel that. But I've been toying with some streaming technologies, and I think the only hurdle to bringing this whole thing to life and having like virtual live guests come in and do their performances, the only real problem is going to be getting you online. <laughs> I think if I can get you into the software and make it work, then there's nothing that we can't do. You're not wrong, and it's going to take a while to talk me through uh, how to get on. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, it involves loading a web page, and that's it. I don't have to type in any passwords? Nope. This isn't like Whip, Whiplash or whatever that game's called? Quippets? Qu- <laughs> <laughs> okay, my grandma sent me a gift this morning. Yeah. And I just think, like... At the time, I was like, that might be an accident. I don't think she meant to send that. But I do think it's <laughs> funny that my grandma has more capabilities with her phone than you do. Yeah. that's Well, she's tech savvy, Sean. Yeah, she watches QVC, and that's it. That's more than I watch, though. Uh, QVC is a great show, too. They got Lori from Shark Tank. Oh, she's got a QVC show. Yeah, that's no, all I know she about. QVC or something? I th- Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Every time I watch Shark Tank, she's always talking about it. That's the only reason I know what, what you're talking about right now. Huh. Well, yeah, I Shark something. Tank's fantastic, dude. You should watch that. I do every Christmas. <laughs> Why Christmas? Is it just someone in your family? Is it grandma that just likes Shark Tank or something? It's when we, uh, when we go to my in-laws. They watch... They're shark tankers. Yeah, well, they're they're channel surfers, and, and it just always ends up on Shark Tank. Well, if Shark Tank's on, you gotta <laughs> you gotta listen, you gotta hear them out. I mean, yeah, I mean, you gotta support them. Are, are I mean, they, you find some good businesses? Are they in for five hundred thousand at a ten percent? Ten percent? No, state? I don't get out of bed for ten percent. <laughs> I'm Mister Wonderful. I want fifty. <laughs> but I'm gonna okay? bring, I'm gonna bring the logistics and the support. Oh, okay, 50, Robert. Bringing... <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be Robert. Tell me you're bringing the support. No, Port. no, no. Now, Mr. Wonderful, since Robert is coming in, Mr. Wonderful wants sixty percent. Now, you could go with Robert, but I want sixty. I love that. When another shark comes in to start feeding, the other shark instead of like negotiating lower, it's like, well, I'm just gonna go higher. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's awesome. That's brass tactics. I think the last time I watched it, Nick Woodman. Was a shark. Do you know who I don't Nick know who that is? is. He no. is the CEO of GoPro. Ah, that's but, a but it was bad a couple years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it was a couple of years ago when they were really valuable and when their stock was trading for like I want to say like sixty bucks or something. And Woo! now it's like now it's like three bucks, yeah, three right? and a half bucks or something. Yeah. Um, so he's not really around the Shark Tank anymore. <laughs> I think. I hope no one signed with that guy. Hey, let's get into this book. Rock and roll, baby. Chapter 10, The New Boat. I'm finding it. It's not a race. Okay. 
Which is Thank funny you. because this chapter does have a race in it. Well done. And that well race done. is Italian. What page does this start on? Uh, 71. Page 71. 70. Okay. I'm there now. I'm now there. I'm now there. Am, am I speaking English? Eh, yeah, close okay. enough. <laughs> um, so Chapter I think we can move 10. <laughs> The new the, boat. The, the new boat. Wait, I'm on. Wait, what is going on? I'm on page seventy, and it's, it's the rescue. Yeah, go to page seventy-one. That's where I'm at. Go to page seventy-two. Oh, then, David. okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. This. It's not happened. my fault, okay? Because the PDF yeah, says 76. Yeah. And I'm yeah. looking at that page yeah. count. But, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Chapter 10, The, the new, new Boat. boat. <laughs> okay. We're there. We're rusty. So uh, so a lot of this is sort of the same where it turns out like they're super surprised about a boat. But they knew yeah. it was coming. Uh, there's less about them paying for it. And by less, I mean none. Like, this is just yeah. something their dad did. And Old they didn't Fenton. expect it until the beginning of summer vacation. And so the fact that it's a couple weeks early really summer set the vacation, boys off. Summer vacation. Summer, That's from Good summer, Burger. Summertime. That's from Will Ooh, Smith. Ooh, nice. That is from Will Smith. I know that. I know that all too well. So, yeah, the boys, they get home, and old dad's got a newspaper. And to me, it's like they walk in, and he slightly lowers the paper. His little papers are going over the paper. Oh, and I, th- then... I would have thought he had two holes cut in the paper. <laughs> he was just looking through it at the boys watching. Well, you know what? He, you also see a smile. So maybe there's also two holes for the eyes and one for the mouth. There's <laughs> 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 a little newspaper mask. <laughs> Some scary stuff with the newspaper hat. Um, yeah. In the uh, in the rewrite, they all, even Aunt Gertrude, get in the car and head down to the boathouse. And in oh, this one, right. he just says like, "Yeah, go to the boathouse. There, there might be a boat." And they run there, and it turns out the boathouse is at the end of their street. Yeah, it's right there. I thought I thought they were going to be set apart. I mean, I would think as you know, wealthy upper middle class Bayport citizens, you're not on the wharf. You're gonna be up. You're gonna be up in the hills. You're gonna yeah, have, you're gonna be you're above gonna be it, away from the the noise of it all. But yeah, they're a hop, skip, and a jump from the uh, from the, from the s- old... southern tip of the the bay. Um, but they're so excited. Well, there was one thing that I I, I thought this was weird. Uh, there was a sequence where Frank is talking about his Latin, right? Yeah. And he's tired of doing Latin homework, and he's complaining, and he says, like, I was thinking I'd dig into Latin for an hour or so. Although I'm sick of the sight of that book, I'd like to throw it out the window. I thought we were going to get a flash cut to Frank actually opening the window, and he throws out the book, and then you just hear a kid outside just go, Ow! And then you see someone fall off of a bike, and then Ken Blake. Like, I thought this is where he was going to be introduced. Like, this was the one chance for Ken Blake to be in this book. Wait, but they sort of have Ken Blake. It's just that his name is, what, Lester or something? Yeah, but I want Ken Blake back. I want the Belgian bike. I I want my little Swedish man. I don't want Lester. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Lester? That's a terrible name. It, no offense to all the Lesters the that listen to us. I checked the demographics, and about 80% of people who listen are named Lester. Yeah, it was Lester. Yeah, um, it was Lester. So, boat is the same. Super slick boat. Uh, they're super excited. They they get in the boat, um, and they cast off, and like this thing just the engine runs like a watch. Yeah. Uh, reported. Great Frank. description. But as they're just tooling around and testing this thing, the the one line that that I wanted to touch on was at the very bottom, the last sentence on seventy four in the printed page, not the PDF. It's probably 75. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you now. <laughs> uh, it says, both boys were almost inarticulate with delight. And I just thought that painted such a, such a Pleasantville picture of <laughs> the, the 1920s of, like, these kids were so excited that they almost couldn't speak perfectly. <laughs> that's how stoked up these kids were they almost slurred their words their, their speech Dude. almost stumbled upon itself but alas that's just me 24 7 i'm just say. constantly uh not almost i'm fully inarticulate with uh with the light yeah I, we, <laughs> we have hours and hours of evidence in this podcast's yeah. life that that we are so excited all the time that we are completely and woefully inarticulate. Yes, with the light, of course, and that should be uh, delivered at my eulogy. I want people to say that uh, that was my number one characteristic. Yeah, really inarticulate. <laughs> sometimes delightful, sometimes just pure fury. I'll I'll get up and I'll I'll do the speech and I'll be like. David was a man who stood for, well, it was kind of hard to say because we never really understood what he was saying. He was so <laughs> inarticulate. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I want that. Uh, I want a signed and notarized contract from you saying that you will perform this speech. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Um, they race Tony. They're, they're out in the boats and they find Tony's boat. And I had to to go down a little dictionary, speaking of being inarticulate uh, and yeah. unintelligent, I had to look up um, rakish. Because in the rewrites, Tony's got the Napoli. Oh, and yeah. And that thing is the pride. It's yeah, the that's pride a sweet boat, of, dude. Of Bayport. And here, let's see. Out of one boathouse came... A rakish black craft. And I looked up rakish, R-A-K-I-S-H. I'm going to ask you before you tell me the definition. It's a pirate ship, right? Yeah. Full sails and all. Yeah. Okay. It's the Black yeah, Pearl. <laughs> um, but so, so then... You best start believing in a children's <laughs> story. You're living in it. All right, I forget how the line goes. But. <laughs> so what's rakish? Uh, having or displaying a dashing, jaunty, or slightly disreputable quality or appearance. Huh. As in, and here's the example in the dictionary, uh, he had a rakish, debonair look. And so mm. I read that. I'm like, wait, I feel like 
to me, in the context, those things are opposites. Like dashing versus jaunty. Like if a guy yes. looks, if if a car looks dashing, like oh, that's a dashing car. Versus like that thing looks a little jaunty. Yeah, that means he's yellow. Yeah, he's jaundiced. jaundiced. <laughs> uh, so then I had to look up disreputable just because I wanted to be sure. Yeah. And disreputable uh, is not considered to be respectable in character or appearance. As in, I think twice before buying cheap fireworks from disreputable <laughs> sources. <laughs> that's, that's the dictionary example. Why? Why do they, of all the things, they went into cheap, what firework, like, Stan doesn't sell only cheap fireworks. You either have cheap fireworks or they're, like, the $100 big bombers, okay? You get the whistling bungholes, the, uh... The <laughs> what is that? Is that Joe Dirt? That's Joe Dirt, yeah. <laughs> the the whisker do's, the whisker don'ts. I'm butchering this quote. Whereas, well, it's for another time. Yeah, yeah. I'll get it one of these days. But, apparently... So, okay, uh, so his boat is a contradiction, so... Well, it's out of the boathouse came as it's that the boat looks like a hunk of junk. But what? Why is dashing in there? I don't. Does know. Does dashing mean something that I don't know? Uh, now I have to look up dashing. Uh, now I, I have to so look up dashing stupid. too. Okay, so dashing is uh, attractive in a romantic, adventurous way. Oh yeah, like a dashing pirate on the high seas. Actually, the ex- the example here is a dashing S-type jaguar. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. A dashing pirate on the high seas is absolutely the first example. It's almost just... like I'm reading it. Are you what just using he... the uh, like spotlight Apple search? No, I had the internet open because I was looking uh, at that publisher. What is an S-type Jaguar? That's a car. Oh. It's not like a particular kind of big cat. Yeah, I was I was curious well, about that. two types of cats. <laughs> two types of Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> Big teeth. <laughs> we should we should do a uh, a fake like YouTube series about us being uh, zookeepers, or for fake animals. Or we should do a real life adaptation of uh, Animal Farm. I was gonna say uh, we bought a zoo with Thomas Hayden Church. Oh yeah, I get to be Matt Damon. Yeah, but we get to we'll actually buy a zoo and then just vlog about it. <laughs> Listen, it's the perfect time to buy zoos. This is a, a buyer's <laughs> market for zoos. It's we've got the pandemic. Nice. E, thank you. <laughs> that was good. That was real good. Uh, um, so yeah, they so see the, Tony yeah, in so, his so they, they pirate Tony. ship. Tony, <laughs> in, his, in his pirate ship, in his, his dashing pirate ship, uh, his dashing disreputable pirate ship, um, and so they race him uh, and they win. To yeah. his surprise, they smoke him. They blow him out of the water, and then also in a, in a, oh, Tony does this this sweet thing uh, where he refers to boats as tubs. Yeah, <laughs> who's that? He's like, tub? yo, you got this swell new tub. I'm like, yes, dude, I want a boat just so I can call it my tub. There's a lot of, of things, especially in the next chapter. Uh, they refer to stories as yarns. Oh, yeah. Spinning old yarn, baby. Yeah. Uh, some highly colored yarns he was enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> and I, when he first, well, let's get there. 
the only other thing was the strange dialogue that ends the chapter on uh, book page 79. Thank you, Sean. Uh, runs pretty smooth, approved Tony. It'll stand quite a lot. Well, I must be going. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, human friend. <laughs> was it, what did we come up with? The the, the Hardy Tron or what's it called? The, the, the 3000? The Hardy Tron 3000, yeah. I guess this was model 1000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yeah, that is such strange. I think he does another moment earlier, too, where he uh, he pulls one of these robotic sentences. But I'm not going to find it. But, yeah, so strange. Well, let's keep going uh, to chapter 11. Man in a Man hurry. Man in a hurry. So, just this, to be clear, uh, weird. You, you read the next chapter, Seasick. Oh, yeah. And Paul Blum. I did not read Paul Blum. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, then let, let's let's do uh, Man in a Hurry, and then we'll we'll take an ad break. A That's generous, what I'm talking about. Generous ad break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, they, they head to Barmet Village. They just need a place to go. Yeah. And this is all new because last time they went up the Willow River and got jacked in the head, tied to their boat, and left for dead in the middle of the bay. And we were like, that's a little intense. Things things are different this time. Still intense. Still stupid. <laughs> but different. You know what? I might argue that it's even dumber. It's even dumber in this book than them being on a beach, getting an arrow shot at them. I think <laughs> this chapter takes the cake. I've got a lot of problems. Well, a this, lot. Cha- this chapter, the, the whole... Okay, so to summarize what happens in this chapter compared to the other book is that they're stopping in Barmet Bay to turn around. I don't know why they're... Oh, they were pulling up to the main wharf to uh, stretch their legs for a minute as one does yeah they were in the boat for 30 minutes yeah and they're also standing in a boat they've got tons of leg room in this boat they don't need a a break you stretch your legs when you're in a car they take one they take a tub not a swell tub like the sea and uh so barman is a village that served uh it was a small place inhabited by fishermen chiefly uh, and is a distributing center for the farmers who lived in the surrounding area. Um, also, it was clear skies, but started to be some storms on the horizon. Oh, yeah. That may come into play. I'm um, sure. But so they're, so they're so happy about their boat. It's just handling the waves perfectly. Um, they're delighted beyond measure. And at that moment, would not have traded places with a king. Nice. Yeah, I would. I would always trade places with a king. Then you're king. What, what about if that king was a wooden chess piece? Yeah, I'd still do it. Yeah. You'd be really good at the game Would You Rather. <laughs> um, that, uh, you know... As sad as this sounds. Okay, no, I do remember that game. Would you rather is it would you rather do this or do that? Yeah, it's like two things that are uh 
equally good or equally bad, and you have to decide decide between the two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm great at games like that. We should play a game of Would You Rather at the live show. Okay. Yeah. Good tease. I like it. I'm I like it a lot too. We'll keep it uh, PG rating because, from what I remember, that game can get off the walls crazy. Oh snaps. All snaps. All snaps, um, snaps. So they're walking around, and everyone in Barmit is talking about this boat. They're just like, look at the sleuth. That thing is <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> and the, the, the funny thing was, so they're hearing all these people. As they're you know pulling into the wharf, all these people are like just staring at their boat, saying amazing things. And uh, these were not empty compliments. For the Barmet people prided themselves on knowing a good boat when they saw one. That's a weird thing for your town to own. To be, to be like your mantra. Like, oh, where are you from? I'm uh, originally I'm from Barmet. Oh, so you must know a good boat when you see one? Everyone probably feels so like... Uh... So nervous driving in to Barmet because they know they're going to be judged on their boats. <laughs> you, don't, you don't take a you don't take a rakish craft into Barmet. Yeah, you'll never. No, the you end stay of it. away from those people. They will uh, they will sink your tub if that thing is not great. Everything to them is just a live game of battleship. There's a, a ruler at the at the entrance to the wharf that just says you, your boat must be this dashing. <laughs> to park in Barmet. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. So the storm starts coming in. They're like, hey, <laughs> we better get out of here. And uh, Joe moved away reluctantly, for he was fascinated by the highly colored yarns of the two old salts. And uh, if anyone doesn't understand that sentence, what it means is he uh, he was fascinated by the stories of two old guys who are near the ocean yeah who sat on the wharf with their feet dangling over the water and discussed the motorboat in every detail from the bow to the stern agreeing that she combined strength and and appearance in remarkable degree (laughs) i i hate to correct you but what i do it's from the bow to the stern. What a, what a, I, it's bow, not bow? Yeah, the, the front of a boat is called the bow. Did, I've never been on a boat. And the stern. You've never been on a boat? I've been on a boat. I get seasick. I don't like boats. Oh, you're going to hate the next chapter. I, well, I, yeah, that is my life story we're there. We're about to meet a man in a hurry. Listen, people are, should not be in the ocean. We should not be on the water. I'm just saying it now. You sound it's like scary. an old salt. It's scary. I am an old salt. Your yarns are colorful. I am very colorful yarn. So they had, they had gotten in the boat and they were just about to cast off when there came a sudden interruption. A man came a man came running down the road, landing to the dock, uh, coming down the road leading to the dock. He was waving his arms, shouting, "Hi, hey there, <laughs> wait for me." <laughs> <laughs> what an image this man's just like running while waving i imagine it's both hands just being tossed through the air why and then yeah 
Why? Hi. Uh, hi. <laughs> Even if you want someone's attention, like, I, what a weird thing to yell. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> hey there. No. Hi. Hey, hey there. Hey there <laughs> makes more sense. But hi. <laughs> I would start with, hey. Yeah. Or excuse me. Pardon me. Young Hi. boys, children. children. <laughs> I'm a man who wants to be in your boat. Uh, spoiler alert: He's a man. He is a man. A, uh, he yeah. was stout and thick set. Both stout and thick set. <laughs> he was not a thin stoutman. No. <laughs> uh, he was florid of face and red of hair. So another shock of red hair. Uh, Leslie's got something that. against the uh, against the redheads. He, yeah, some redheaded kid he went to school was just awful to him. Yeah, and he's or he went to school with every criminal he's writing is a red haired red Jackley. <laughs> yeah, uh, and who we we will... now know what the man who stole Sheila from him looked like. <laughs> Sheila's with a carrot top. Yeah, I like Carrot Top because his hair is so shocking. It's just so shocking. Quite a shock. (laughs) Um, so he, uh, this guy's like, "Hey, I got to get to Bayport, right? If you can get me there in twenty minutes, I'll give you ten dollars." Uh, and this is the second time that they float this ten dollar teaser of an offer of ten dollars when counterfeit money is in the air. Yes, Uh, they were gonna pay the boys. Uh. Five dollars each after they uh, rescued Lester. Um, so this is the second time that they're just like tiptoeing around where the boys like had they accepted the the money and like held the bill, they could have been like, oh, this is fake, and we're tying some clues together. But yep. twice they refuse. Uh, well, so wait, I thought they uh, the man chose him ten dollars. Now Frank has already been burned and he spent a whole day peed off at at Kali, right? Because uh she wouldn't look at him because he thought she heard that he lost five bones. Yeah, but it turns out she was just sad because her her cousin Paul lost a hundred dollars for her uh plant shop or whatever because of counterfeit shop, money. Yeah. So why would Frank, being offered $10, which is not a small amount of money at the time, why would he not be cautious at that moment of this might be counterfeit money? See, I think what, what bothered him in the first one is that it was – he gave away good money in exchange for bad money. It was just bad a straight-up yeah. swap. This, I think, is different. To me, it would be of like you're not losing money by doing this. Like, yeah – the ten dollars is going to turn out to be fake, and none of that ever comes to fruition. But I think it's it's different. It's it's less risky. Yeah, but you're giving a that guy. That also a ride. means you're inviting a person who's a possible counterfeit. Uh, what are they called? Who makes counterfeit money? Counterfeiter. I Counterfeiter. Guess. Uh, a pusher. This dangerous criminal. You're going to bring him on your boat with you. <laughs> like I would be like, sir, let me see that ten dollar bill. And let me set it on fire to see if it burns red. <laughs> let me just ask my friend Jackie what color this burns. Let me talk to Detective You. Uh, 
So. Yes. If you haven't watched Rush Hour 2 yet, please watch it. Uh, it's Don Cheadle's best role. He plays Chris Tucker's cousin, and he's been saving his lunch money since the third grade. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, spoiler. Um, so they decide that this guy's like, hey, I got to get to a, the, a, there's a train that I got to make. And the Hardys are like, we know the train schedule. There's not a train leaving then, but whatever. Maybe there's a different train. Hop on in. Yeah. Um, because this is the 20s and everyone's happy and friends, <laughs> which is funny because I feel like. Everyone is so trusting, or at least that's the way that it's presented in in books and and films. Uh, and yeah. I feel like it's that's the way it's reminisced upon. Um, as like these were times, and you could leave your door unlocked, and you know your neighbors were all friends, and blah blah blah. But if there's ever a time to be fully trusting of people, I feel like today is that day because there's so much evidence and tracking. Where if you get murdered or robbed, it's like well our doorbell cam recorded you showing up and your cell phone yeah. is tracked to these towers and GPS. Like the twenties were the time to be afraid of absolutely everyone. Cause it's like, Oh, if you killed me, you that, would just leave. And that would it, be they, the end. Yeah. It's because they didn't have the media making people fear as much. They weren't trying to push consumerism as much. Nowadays, the media pushes us to want to stay home and buy things online. And that's what they want us to do. Yeah, I just ordered a bunch of books delivered to my house about that. <laughs> Did you really? No. <laughs> Sean, I am gullible. I, Don't I you do order, this to me. I did order a book. I'll talk about it at the break. Um, well, not, not, now the people are going to want to know what book it is. Well, we're almost at the break. Okay. So man, <laughs> man in the hurry. This guy's in their boat. They're cruising along. Uh, and he's like, you know uh, – there's, there's two guys on shore that are driving along and losing their minds, yelling like, hey, turn the boat around. And this guy keeps trying yeah, to be it, like... It was, it, well, it was this uh, Howard and Polly. Howard and Polly? Yeah, Does he on name shore. Him? Is that true? Uh, yeah, Howard is on shore and Polly's on shore. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I went there, Sean. Oh, no. I went there. I'm just sad it took me so long to join you. The weasel. <laughs> so uh So he's like they're like, hey, those guys want us to turn around. He's like, oh, those are my friends. I pulled a fast one on them and they're just, you know, it's a practical joke. They want me to stop, but we gotta get to Bayport, gotta catch this train. Uh I'm getting yeah. married. I have to be at a wedding. And I have to yeah. catch the train to make it to my wedding. And those boys tried to keep me in a barmit too long so that I'd miss the train. But we're good now. So just keep going. Don't turn around. Yeah. Uh, they they had, as a practical joke, fixed his engine so the car broke down. So he would uh, ultimately miss the wedding. What a great practical joke. These goof That reminds <laughs> me of my own wedding. Um the the morning getting ready uh with my yeah. groomsmen uh before like we were about to leave to go uh, to the place where we we're gonna have the ceremony and my my best man uh and and the the other groomsmen um stabbed me repeatedly in the stomach <laughs> so i had to go have emergency <laughs> surgery and i almost missed the <laughs> wedding these goofballs 
these, these the jokesters. thing is you always go into such good yarns so i was expecting a real story here and you just you you m knighted me okay that was good i'll give you that i enjoyed that very much so uh, the the truth was be- before my wedding we hung out uh in my old studio and ate taco bell and it was a very that good time that is the most Sean thing mm-hmm. that I've ever heard. Thank That's you. awesome. Look at that. Staying true. Uh, so these guys on the shore are making such a fuss that the, the boys are like, hey, A, there's no 1030 train. We know the train schedule. And yeah. B, if it really was like this guy is going to make it to the wedding on time and outsmarted the his two friends who broke his car on purpose – yeah. They seem really <laughs> upset that that he's going to make it to his wedding. And so they're like, you know, the, this whole thing stinks. We're going to turn around. We're done with this. And uh, so they tell the guys, like, you know what? Sorry, we're just – we can't take you to Bayport. We're going to take you back to Barmid. We don't want your $10. We're sorry. <laughs> I'll tell you who wants that $10, though. Deuce Bigelow does. Another reference that no one's going to get. Yeah, including me. It's Deuce Bigelow charges no. ten dollars. Okay. That, yeah, that's that's fine. his whole thing. Okay. And he says, "There's a line in the movie where he says, I want my ten dollars.'" Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to the book now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they explain this to the to the guy, and uh, then suddenly the voice of the stranger rasped right at their ears. Ooh. Don't turn this boat around. Keep heading for Bayport. Startled, they turned, and the stranger was standing right behind them. He had gotten up off his back seat in the boat, and in his hand, he clutched a revolver that was aimed directly at them. Ooh, what a cliffhanger. And the one thing here is that you can't aim a revolver at them. Do tell. Well... You can only aim a revolver at one person. <laughs> no, Sean, they were in a straight line. It was like the scene no, in Schindler's List. No, they're side, they're side by side <laughs> in the in the boat seats, and this he guy's got, behind he them. He was working around them. Okay, he he's moving in circular increments. I'm just saying you can't say directly at them. You're not, you can say yeah. aimed at them, but directly. Yeah, you're right. It, it can be They'd directly have to be at, at one of them. Yeah. That's, that's believable. <laughs> Unless it was a revolver that had two barrels. Not one. <laughs> yeah, but two, and they kind of arced out. So it it was made for people standing three, pe- three feet apart from each other. Okay, and then they, they, they shoot it like Angelina Jolie does in Wanted. In Wanted. I was going to say either that or this is some kind of Dr. Seuss pistol. Like the doubloon we never figured out, the pistol with the big bell on the end of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Uh, a commercial. Hear let's from, get hear an from ad the in sponsor, there. Sponsor and uh, and uh, we'll 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 be back in a minute with two more chapters and a book. Bazing! And we're back. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> a, this is the first time we've been back. Yeah. First take, one take. First take, one take. That's how we do it. Yeah. Um, we're one take men. Well, what we do is we actually record the podcast one time as a test run, and then we record it again, and that's what you guys hear now. Yeah. Everything. We don't record the dress rehearsal. 
No, we, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a waste I said we record space. it, but I was wrong. I record the dress rehearsal just so I can listen to it before we re-record. No, we don't record the, the dress rehearsal. Then we record our first performance, delete it, and it's the second performance that or goes, yeah. the matinee the following afternoon. Absolutely, that, that actually becomes the episode. Yeah, and we record, we do all of our dress rehearsals at the Fox Theater. It's pretty amazing that they let us do that. Yeah. So the book that was recommended to me, uh, which I have to say was recommended to me uh, by Jesse's best friend um, who read the book uh, or or recommended the book saying, I think this would be good for for Sean. And that right away was like interesting to me of like, wait, how do I present myself in a way that this like, <laughs> like I, I know Jamie, but for her to be like, to, to pick up any book and be like, Hey, Jesse's husband would like this book. Um, yeah. So recommended it. And, uh, Jamie is a well-read, uh, smart woman. And I was like, okay. So I order the book. Um, it took me probably a week after she recommended it to order it. I ordered it. And then, the next day, before the book arrives, she reaches out to me and says, oh, that book I recommended, I unrecommend. And I was like, oh, oh well, I already this ordered it. This is a it. controversial book. I, I already ordered it. And then she went on to clarify that the beginning's good, the end is good, the middle's a little dense, and you can get lost. But so all that said, and no, we're not <laughs> being paid to promote this book, the book is called How to Do Nothing – Resisting the Attention Economy. Okay. It's got a very flowery cover. It does. It looks like Obama's uh, presidential portrait. I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, check out his presidential portrait sometime. But did George W. Bush do it? No. Uh, I forgot the guy's that, name that did it, but he's... I don't want to see it if it wasn't drawn by George. George W. Bush should do everyone's portrait. Every single president should have their portrait done by Bush as they leave office. Oh, I think he should also do everyone's driver's license photos. <laughs> I agree with you. That's my – I told you. I talked about this on the podcast before, but that is a bucket list thing for me. I want George W. Bush to do my portrait. Anyone, if you have a connection, please give it to me. I will follow through on it. You don't have to do any work. Just give me the number or the email address or the address. I will drive there. I will drive to his house. So there, there's a lot of things happening right now <laughs> Yeah, that, that I want to say. Number one, so this book is about uh, what I'm guessing is sort of surviving in a world where everything is taking your attention and there's you know the need. You have to be on these networks. You have to be in these places to be found and to be a good employee and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's about how to sort of rise above that uh, or, or, you know, survive while handling it responsibly. Um, and your note on the portrait, there's a lot of podcasts who uh, that, that get like fan art drawn. And we failed yeah. to even get crude arrows, except from a couple of people <laughs> after we complained several episodes later. Yeah, we do not. And we ha- did nothing with we the have crude great arrows. Fans, too. but they they listen, and that is it. Uh, yeah. And sometimes we ask them to like just let us know that you listened, uh, and we never hear from them. Uh, but 
as you want to portrait, I think what a shame that in this attention economy, both you and I have deleted our Instagram accounts. Yes. And while the Hardy and Sons Instagram still lives, neither of us have the app. Neither of us are checking it. There's no posts <laughs> going up to promote the podcast. Like, yeah. we are living in this tiny, tiny echo uh, echo chamber that's just the two of us <laughs> and mostly Brett and Keith uh, yeah. commenting via text about the episode. So <laughs> I, I would say like any other podcast uh, could probably be like, hey, if you could paint my portrait George W. Bush style, we'd love oh, to yeah. see some attempts, but we can't we can't do that because unless we're Keith off grid to paint. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Brett, Brett, Brett's all about food. What if he starts doing food portraits? Like he's painting with food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do know what you're saying. Yeah. That kind of like Rafiki style stuff. Yeah. Opening up like coconuts and stuff and painting with them. I don't know what he does in that movie. I don't know when he opens it up, but I, I always like that scene. Oh, you know I was thinking, about? I was thinking Rufio from Hook. <laughs> When they get all when they get all painted up, sorry. Uh, well, hey, I'll going, take that too. Lion King there. I was going Lion King. It's a just something about him opening it up is therapeutic to me. It's very strange. I don't know why, but I, I very much like that sequence. Um, so, as a a close to this segment, I'm going to read this book. Um, oh, I just read the back for the first time. One of President Obama's favorite books of 2019. Look at that. Okay. Does it say anything about George W. Bush and portraits? Um, George W. Bush portraits, both ranked <laughs> the author. George W. Bush portraits heavily inspired the author. George W. Bush portraits at the back then. George W. Bush portraits. Yeah, there's a couple things, I guess. I can't handle you sometimes. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> like sometimes I cannot handle you. You're gonna kill me one of these days from laughing too much. Sorry about that. Woo, child, I'm sweating. Woo, child. Uh, chapter seventeen. Seventeen. Seasick. Seasick. I felt good. Yeah, for me it was totally off, but that's fine. Okay, yeah, that's all that meant. For me, I was still scrolling up to the top because I was down and I didn't know what chapter or the title, but I got there on the title. It's like when you're when you're video chatting with somebody and you like say a movie quote or something and they start to say it with you and one of you, it's going to be like dead on and you're going to be like, oh yeah, nailing it. And then the yeah. other one of you has like starts to stutter and like get the timing off because... The same line is being said like a second and a half later. <laughs> it's like when someone's trying to sing along on a video chat. Like, yeah. I've been on a couple like Zoom happy birthdays, and it is oh no, it is abysmal. Oh, <laughs> I bet. Just yeah, the only happy like birthday row, thing. Row your boat round. I don't know what that means. You don't know what a row 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 your boat round is? No. Oh, when you know the song row 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 your boat? Well, yeah. Yeah. It's where you start singing it, and then when you get to the second line, somebody else starts the whole song again at the first line, and it sort of starts to build on itself. So I'm saying gently down the stream while you're saying row, row, row your boat? Yeah. Okay. I mean... Boy, that sounds awful. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know why anyone would do that and why I've no. done it more than once. Why are you so bored that that's what you guys are coming up with? And this was before the pandemic. <laughs> we used to just have row, row, row your boat parties. So the uh, they got a revolver. They got a revolver yeah. pointed at the both of them simultaneously. <laughs> the two uh, double barrel revolver, of course. Yeah, the the two headed snake revolver. Yes, and now uh, it's Frank like Nicholas is... Cage's snake guns from Face Off. Yep, but with very two heads. nice. Uh, thank yeah, you. nicely done. With I was that dragon money clip. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of Wu's greatest films. You know, I mean, hands down. Uh, do you know who Adam Savage is? The Mythbusters uh, that name guy? sounds familiar. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, he. Uh, I'm holding Every up a, a picture hammer. of him. Fantastic book. You would really like this book. I don't doubt that. Um, I'm surprised I haven't bought that book for you. I, I am too, Sean. What are you sorry. doing? I'm yeah. sorry. Jeez. It's okay. Like now, I'm expecting it though. You, you've said it live on the podcast, and now I'm expecting it. Adam Savage recreates props as a hobby, and yeah, like makes blasters from different, and like you know, takes reference frames and does all this research to like build these accurate things. And one of the things that he built was um, Jason Bourne's go bag from uh, the first Born identity. Yeah. So like when he gets yeah. that Swiss bank vault thing uh and like in it is like currency from like you know 10 different countries and passports and uh there's like a few things you can barely see and he took the time to like figure out what all this stuff is and like what it should be and would be and made his own and i think if i could have like that cigar box or whatever that <laughs> that nicholas cage opens in face off with the dragon money clip and the the two gold snake guns <laughs> yeah that's, that's it that's what sean wants that's that's what i would want to pass down to my son no, sean, most, i'll like, make that happen in the most like passionate speech i would give him about like loyalty and family <laughs> and like i'm so proud of you like happy birthday you're you're 18 um and you're a man like you've made us so proud <laughs> here i'd like you to have this replica box from the 19 what 97 hit hit face film. off with yeah. john travolta <laughs> and you know what your son's gonna say when you give him this on his 18th birthday thanks no he's gonna say uh dad david your co-host Gave me the same exact thing when I turned six. <laughs> and he's gonna pull out the guns, dude. It's gonna be awesome. For Twelve years, dad. <laughs> All right. So it turns out, googling, googling box from Face Off doesn't doesn't provide me the the no image I actually I want. I I tried typing in. Oh, uh, oh it does. If you Google image search. Does it? Castor Troy's patterned wooden box. I found it. Yeah, with the chiclets and everything. Chiclets, some uh, some pills, a bunch of joints. Uh, oh yeah, this is a thing. It some exists. Drugs and the money clip. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm gonna hunt these down. <laughs> You're gonna get these one day. <laughs> <laughs> this On is something I'm willing. Birthday. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, that is amazing. Uh, what a movie. Yeah, so essentially, this guy's got a gun, and then they notice as they're driving back to Bayport that as they hit these waves with the storm coming in, he starts getting seasick and nauseous and, and starts to you know lose his composure a little bit. And yeah, so, the, and the the boys are like muttering to themselves. There's just such awkward dialogue where Frank just says to Joe, "Hey, human brother." Yeah, I don't want to get shot. And then Joe says, "That gun looks bad." <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? Why is that? And then, and then followed up with. There's not much joking about that part of it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I, I have to share this story. Our our dear friend Keith um, had a pretty rough time a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, and uh, there's we've shared. I mean, I would say like we'd put it on our social media, but uh, it's, it's not out there. Um, but he was assaulted, and he reached out to me um, and let me know that the hat that he was wearing was all busted up because they you know beat him in the head uh and he asked if i it was a boom reactive hat and he asked ah. if i could get him uh, another boom hat and, and i'm i'm working on that but yeah i could not help myself because he sends me the picture of this hat that is like beaten up and like all you know mangled yeah and what do you say what do you say when you see a hat that's been beaten that's it was found on the side of the street all I said was, uh, I don't like the look of those blood stains. <laughs> it was the exact same situation back. of Fenton Hardy's hat found on the side. This is Keith's boom reactive hat after his assault. Uh, oh, I don't like the look so of those blood good. stains. Yes. <laughs> So finally, someone for the first time in history could quote Joe. And to the only other, like if that happened to anyone the else, the only situation that that Keith could be is said, the only in. person who could yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, well done. <laughs> you get better, Keith. Uh, yeah, you get better, Mister Mees. Um. So yeah, the gun looks bad, um, and they start having a, a fight. Uh, and and they're punching. Joe's getting up. Frank's still driving, and Joe gets up and starts punching him. Uh, not Frank. Not Joe. Joe. Gets up and starts punching oh, the, yeah, the not, guy. Yeah, not with, Frank. I mean, the now guy with also the gun. guns in the this, water now. Guns gone. Guns gone. But this man is still proclaiming that he's got a wedding to get to, and that these boys are going to feel so dumb when his wife writes them a letter saying, like, "Hey, he really was getting married. I'm his wife." Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there, there's there's a lot of bad things uh, that this guy's doing um, that we're gonna find yeah. out more and more about in the coming chapters, um, especially in chapter nineteen. I'm so excited for you to get to chapter nineteen. Oh, I can't wait to read it. One of one of my favorite things though is so the guy is getting seasick and they're gonna take advantage of him. That's why they're attacking him because he's not feeling good. By take advantage, you mean like disarm him? Disarm and him? Yes. Him. Yeah, the, okay. probably the wrong terminology there. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where there's it, no ankle massages about to happen. Written in the 20s, these these turns of phrase have different meanings. So like, yeah, they want to make out with this guy. <laughs> yeah. And by that I mean like punch him. Yeah, they want to lick 20s, him. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually. Uh, yeah, it's a term, baby. I, yeah, thank you. I set you up for that unwittingly. I know. I appreciate that. But they describe the stranger as like, as they're going further, his face is going from a hue of a deep red to a greenish white. And all I could think is like, what's going on with this man's skin? Yeah. To be like a deep red to a, a whitish green? Like, yeah, that's, that doesn't say seasick. Jaundice would be that's an improvement yeah. for him. <laughs> Get that iron yeah. back. He's got like the Incredible Hulk issue right now. His pigment is just going uh, different colors from anger. Um, Good Lord. The other thing that they're not talking about, and I get that in the heat of the moment, you are worried about being shot. And by the way, you're not worried about being shot. You're worried about being killed. Yeah. And that's that's a difference. Like if 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 in that situation the risk was well, I would get shot, but I'd be fine. That's yeah. not that's not a big deal. It's it's the getting killed part. That's yeah. not good. Um but um as they as they wrestle with this guy, they they're rooting for him to get seasick so that they can, you know, tackle him and start this altercation. But they're in a brand new boat. Yes. I wouldn't want this guy yakking on my leather seats. <laughs> the sleuth has yellow leather seats. It's with, you know, I'm sure nice stitching. You're never going to get the yeah. vomit out of those stitches. No, it's going to smell too. Yeah, this is going to be awful. And and never for a moment. They're always just worried about, oh, I don't want to get shot. Yeah. Like, think hey, of the seagulls. Think, think of the seagulls. The yes, you can have seagulls, though, coming in because they love vomit. And they're going to start pecking at the vomit. They're going to start tearing open your leather seats. You're going to have feathers all over the place. Feathers and vomit. It's going to be. Feathers and oh. vomit. Yeah. And then the vomit gets inside the couch or the leather seats. And it's then you got vomity feathers. Yeah. You just got to you just got to burn the boat. Okay, before you know it, your boat looks like Pritos. It's it's rakish. The whole <laughs> yeah, thing is rakish. It's a rakish, it's a dapper boat. Okay. <laughs> You're not dashing, gonna want it. It's very dashing. Boat. That's what it is, dashing. Uh so he ends up uh he throws something out of his pocket into the water. And when he yes. does, they uh they spar, and Frank's right fist shot out and the blow landed directly on the point of the stranger's jaw. The man was not knocked Ooh. out, but he staggered back and the wild lurching of the boat set him off balance and he stumbled and fell and his head struck against the side of the boat and he crumpled up in a heap. Yes. So this is, uh, just so you guys know, this book we're reading is Hardy Boys in the Case of Manslaughter because they just killed this man. Yeah, and there's <laughs> like, no way. They can't prove any like there's no counterfeit money on this guy. The revolver's yeah, the gun's gone. gone. It's in the water. Yeah, they just have a dead man in their boat that they're going to say, "Oh, well he had a wedding. He had to get yeah, to and then he fell." And they're like, "How there's no 1030 train Look at boys. his skin color. What did you do to him? <laughs> did you poison this man? He's a greenish white." Yeah. <laughs> And the so the blow knocks him on uh, unconscious, not the blow, which, the fall. 
It's oh, the sorry. fall that's going to kill you. That's Yeah, that's right. That's very true. That is uh, words from a man who has committed manslaughter before. Uh, so I'm confused at this next part, and maybe I'm reading it wrong, but it said, Frank bent him over, and he saw that the man was not badly hurt. What does that mean? He bent him over. Uh, reread the sentence. His head struck against the side of the boat, and he crumpled up in a heap. The blow had knocked him unconscious. Frank bent... Oh. Yeah. Frank bent over him is the sentence. <laughs> I am dyslexic. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. I read it that way three times. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. uh, tie his ankles, Joe, just in case he wakes up. Uh, I've got to get back to the wheel. Oh, I forgot. After uh, Joe started fighting this guy, uh, Joe started losing. And so Frank didn't stop the boat, but he's like, oh, there's no boats ahead, and we're heading into a fog bank. I'm yes. going to leave the wheel and go join this fight for a couple minutes. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, but a fog bank is essentially like in Mad Max Fury Road when they drive into that dust storm. A fog bank is just that with fog on the ocean, correct? That's, that's exactly right. So how would he know if there were boats behind that fog bank or, or not? Wouldn't you want to be extra precautious when you enter a fog bank? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly okay. right. So it's the worst time ever to decide to just leave the boat. Yeah, worst time, worst circumstances, worst, worst everything, worst decision. <laughs> um, if there were boating licenses back then... This would be a good opportunity to revoke This is his. the suspension. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. This is very much Lethal Weapon 2 right here. Also, kind of like in the movie Face Off. Also kind of like in the movie Face Off. Yeah, look at that. Big speedboat chase at the end. Yeah. Ah, the late 80s into the 90s. How I miss speed chases on boats. We don't yeah. see them anymore. Uh, uh, have you ever I seen also, the, the yes. video of the boat chases that I made the video of the boat chases. I've seen one where you and your brothers throw a dummy off the roof of your building and then you cut to a watermelon exploding. Well, there was no cut. You can't, I mean, it's a seamless edit. You can't tell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it's flawless execution. <laughs> it was produced exquisitely. Thank you. I don't know if yeah. you've seen the rest of that, but there's a lot of, uh, of boat no, you, chases in there. You have to send me the full thing. I remember when you showed that to me, that's when I was like, I felt robbed that I didn't have this dude as a friend, as a kid, because we would have made the best movies. Yeah. 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 I'm going to talk to you after the podcast about something. Oh, I cannot wait. But the good news is we're almost there. We're almost there. Also, yeah. so Joe, Joe ties his ankles. He takes off his clip-on tie, and he uses it to restrain the man's ankles. Yes. Uh, and then the fog lifts. They can see Bayport is directly ahead. And then the fog comes back down. And then they drive into Bayport uh, and get tied up at the main wharf. They can't make it all the way back to their little uh, hut because of the, uh, the fog. So they tie up at yeah. the main wharf where the cops are waiting, including Fenton yes. Party. Uh, and they don't have a pocket compass to uh, guide them out. Yeah. Of this uh, this fog. Did you read Paul Blum? No. Okay. I, the, I was uh, upset I, that I didn't get to it. I just uh, slipped into the first chapter, or the first couple pages of Paul Blum where they arrive back there. And 
Uh, turns out this guy's name is going to be Paul Blum, but we're going to save that for next episode. Okay. Oh, nice. I didn't know he was the Paul Blum. Yeah, which I thought was really funny because, like, we made our, our Paul Blum jokes. Uh, yeah. But the way that this uh, this is written, knowing that now, like, thinking of that joke already, the, the chapter seasick ends with, like um, – we need a compass. We're in this fog bank. We don't know where Bayport is. Uh, he's like, isn't there one in a boat? He's like, no. And here we are in a fog bank. I don't know whether we're headed in the right direction for Bayport or not. End of chapter. And then the next chapter is just like called Pablum. Pablum. Yeah, that's amazing. That's uh, there, It's definitely uh, We've got problematic. A big yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, good gracious. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned next week for more of the Hardy and Sons podcast. Follow us nice. on Instagram for all the latest updates and content. <laughs> Message us on Instagram. Comment. Please. We yeah. answer every comment on the photos. Um, yes. Very, Don't very go to, to our do website. Don't write to our emails. Don't We're completely the email off the internet. We don't do email anymore. Just I mean, that stuff Instagram is poison. All the time. Strictly Instagram. Uh, yeah, that was part five. This is part six. So, so, oh, uh, you got it. You got it. I might have some matzo ball soup next week. Okay. Yeah. 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 I I I just want a soup soup with some bread that's unleavened (laughs) when we get to comparison part seven. Very nice. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs>